right, all right. Hello and welcome, everybody. It's another Arenda Records podcast. Uh, today, great talk with Mr. Aaron Levin from Sound Etiquette. Um, and we talk about their new release. It's really quite the, uh, quite the, quite the record. Um, I learned a lot. Uh, it's so it's you will too. You're going to love it. It's going to be such a good talk. Um, so uh, I'm going to jump into the news here right off the bat because this is going to be our last podcast for the year. I know it's, it's very sad, right? So, um, Really, the the main news is that December 9th, we have the online release for Sound Etiquette. Um, their record is out, and you should get it, because it's it's really um, it's really a wonderful record. Uh, but that's, that's it for news. That's it, right? So what I want to talk to you about today is support. <laughs> it's a support system. That's what I want to talk to you about. Um, so at the beginning of each year, we, we do these subscription things, you know, a subscription for the year's worth of, of, um, of releases. So, uh, you know, the holidays right around the corner, um, you should, you should consider getting a subscription for them as, a, as the gift, right? You're getting them an entire year of music from, uh, from Arenda Records, and you're supporting independent artists uh, and giving some inspiring music to people that you care about. What better way, right? to tell somebody you love them than to inspire them. That was that was heavy. Enjoy that. Sit, ruminate on that for a minute. So, uh, let's see. So, upcoming, uh, the 2017 releases will definitely include a new Dr. Mint, a Snow Nerds, a Jonathan Rountain group, <laughs> Vicky and Scott Ray, and many more. And, you know, I haven't told uh, anybody this, but I'm planning a new record for this year. Um, it's going to be great. It's going to be a multimedia experience. So, you know, you, you'll get some you'll get some Yakely in your life, too. Anyway, um, enough of my dumb banter. You should really check out the website, arendarecords.com. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that way you, uh, you can start your 2017 off right with uh, a podcast, just a hot and tasty podcast for your 2017. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, let's get into it. Aaron, welcome. You're 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 we're here. You're on the couch. Yes, thank nice, you. Nice to meet you. Thanks for thanks for making time to come down. Make of course, hang. my pleasure. So uh, let's see. So uh, you, my friend, are, are are in the group Sound Etiquette now. That's that's the new release. Now, people who uh, might have heard last the last podcast know that I was I we, we mentioned that you guys are are new to the family. You know, we got that's a right. we got a record coming out. We're going to talk about that, um, but. Uh, you guys are uh, in the unique p- position of being uh, not in L.A., right? That's right. Uh, uh, unique to the Arenda thing. <laughs> totally. <laughs> um, so, so that being said, I uh, this is the first time we've met. This mm-hmm. is the first time we've met. So, so uh, what's uh, what's your favorite jacket to wear in San Francisco? No, <laughs> any jacket. Just, That's just, the key, right? Um, so you. So let's 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 uh, let's let me t- teach me 
teach me about San Francisco's <laughs> music scene. Um, so how did uh, how did uh, well? First of all, let's start it with the instrumentation. So so you guys are doing like organ trio with sax kind of thing is what I got from the record. Would that be a an apt description? Yeah, I mean, I would say so. Though you know, the keyboard sounds are more probably of the. Rhodes electric sure, sure. but but yeah i would say that's app because the keyboard player is covering a lot of the bass right. stuff right um so yeah it's a trio with sax um through electronics keyboards nice through you know some electronics and drums very cool, very cool. so you're uh you're the drummer in the in the in the in the in the ensemble that's right <laughs> so uh, we got two musicians plus a drummer right. exactly yeah. <laughs> so um what are the other tell me about the other guys what are what's what's well the uh so um Nick uh, Obando, who's okay. the uh, sax player, okay. he's uh, someone I've actually been playing with the longest. Me and him have been in uh, various projects nice. together, and uh, he plays uh, alto and soprano okay. on this uh, record. Okay. And uh, he's currently a music teacher nice. uh, in Oakland. And uh, the keyboardist is uh, Eli Wallace, who is a... A uh, great keyboard player mm -hmm. who actually very recently moved out to Brooklyn. Oh, so okay. now we're kind of like by coastal, yeah. yeah, doing the doing the whole thing. But you know, we're still playing. He's uh, he actually has a master's from New England Conservatory cool. and is a full time jazz musician. Very good. And um, these are all guys that are part of this just killer creative music scene up in the Bay Area. Yeah. Uh, yeah, which is that's, really great, man. That's you know? that's cool. Maybe we can touch on that in a minute. How did you yeah. guys meet? How did you guys like form this, 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 this uh, a, a trio? So I met Nick uh, originally playing with this uh, guitar player Tracy, who they actually he used to play within this group Mutual Aid. Okay. Um, which also featured a. Uh, Marshall, who's now the drummer for Black Spirituals, okay. who you might have heard of her killer yeah, sure. duo, who are also from Oakland. And uh, Tracy and Nick and I had a trio for some time, and Tracy uh, ended up going from like a killer experimental electric guitarist to a banjo player. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> and uh, going on the road, and me and Nick started playing in various groups. We also had a trio called Earthblind. Okay. And um, Nick had played with Eli a little bit. And we just decided to get together. I had kind of known Eli and seen him play, and he's right. a killer player, yeah. you know. And so we just decided to get together and kind of try the trio format. Mm -hmm. And things kind of took off from there. I mean, you know, right, as a yes. musician with this kind of music, it's really about chemistry sure. and sound and just not talking about a lot what you're going to do and just sure, trying to sure. do something and sometimes it gels and other times yeah. it doesn't but this was a time it gelled so. that's very cool yeah so this is um so this is so when was that what's the timeline on that when did you guys get this uh this ensemble together Let's i would say late 2014 oh okay cool yeah um cool and this record was recorded in almost a year ago like today you know it was it oh, was yeah. uh recorded in november of 2015 so about a year ago cool yeah. cool so this is so this is then obviously the, that first release um so i'm really interested in what your guys's process was go so, um uh, uh I, I you know i 
I I play a lot of straight ahead gigs, you know, and so I'm I'm always very much of like, oh, what tune are we gonna do? And like right. the ensemble thing. And you guys are seems you're like square. You're, yeah, exactly. No. No. <laughs> I'm I'm the worst. No, no, uh, 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 no. and so I um, love straight ahead as we all do. Too. Right, right, right. I'm just teasing. But um, but so this this album is much more in this uh uh, uh visceral like uh, uh free uh, uh expression thing that I that I really that I really like, but I. I'm I'm curious about what the process is. So like when you guys are are getting together and like trying to flesh out a new idea or something, what's what's that like? Like how how did the run up to this this album look like? What it was Sure. Um you know, I think after we kind of had a sound together, we really did want to develop something, you know, we I've given it the fancy name spontaneous composition, okay. but really an idea of not just totally playing free, mm-hmm. but the idea of being able to kind of compose on the spot, come up with a theme, work that theme, or deviate from the theme and go totally free. You know, basically, I, I mean, I think a big thing about free music is that you have. To be truly free, you also have to embrace form. Sure, you know, sure. freedom means going with like a cool groove if you find one, as well as breaking it apart. It's not just totally anti, right, right, something concrete. So, right, no, that's. I mean, that's 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 a great, uh, uh, great, great way to break that down for me, because you know, <laughs> yeah. But you know, some tunes. I mean, for instance, there's a tune. Some tunes we started with. No idea. There's a tune on this called A Clearing, mm. which is much more of like a ballad. Sure. Sure. I actually have that one as my next note in okay. here. Okay. Um, because I wanted to ask you about the the process, because um, one of the things that I noticed about this record in in my in my listening uh, was that, that, that at times it seems, and this is, you know, by virtue of it being one chordal instrument, uh, uh, you can, it, it seems like it's conducive to that, I guess. Um, but sometimes on this, I'm, I'm hearing like obvious, like real obvious chord changes. Like, ah, now that's a, that's a, that's a sequence that's happening, you know, like yeah, that's, it's the blues. That's, yeah, exactly. Or whatever, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and other times, um, and, and, and the one, that one is a clearing is there's, there's a, there's a spot in that where it, it, it comes in. You're like, oh yeah. There, there we. You One know, might even call it a clearing. <laughs> yeah, a cl- oh, yeah. How about that? <laughs> but, um, but so were those written in? Like, did, was that planned? Was it? Was that? Was was that planned? Like, okay, we're gonna do you know the a, this first part, and then we're we're gonna stick the landing on those changes or something. Yes and no. Okay. Um, none of the changes or chords yeah. or anything were written. None of the forms were written. The, a clearing was one where we said, let's try a ballad. Okay. You know, so what would a ballad be for this group? I mean, I think we're coming from a much more conceptual place. Sure. But, you know, what's what's great, and I think this is true of the organ trio, too, and it's funny because until you said that, I never really thought of us going, mm-hmm. you know, modeling ourselves in some way after that, but it is true. What's What's great about the keyboard also being the bass player is that they can make... Changes on the dime that mm-hmm. seem coordinated because the bass sure, and sure, the sure. comping chords go yeah, it's there. Very nimble. So you know, this is actually the second trio I've played that has been um, keys, 
sax and drums, and of course the keyboard naturally takes the bass sure. position. So I think that helps too. But in a in a tune like that, um, you know, uh, Nick the sax player starts that tune, mm-hmm. and you know, I think he defined a certain uh, movement, mm-hmm. harmonic movement, which then Eli picked up, and then we once again we kind of refine through the process. And there there are parts in that song where it almost breaks apart into mm. the freedom but we still come back to that and i think right. you know we're we're huge fans of that kind of uh spiritual jazz right. you know coltrane sure. both coltrane's alice yeah. and john you know pharaoh uh, yeah. that kind of music and that in a sense is a little bit of a homage Beautiful. to that where i think is sometimes we're using those styles a little bit more like metaphorically less literally sure sure, sure than sure. that that's very cool. But that was planned. You know, that's yeah. an instance where it was planned and it was a set piece. Whereas um, some of the takes were as long as 45 minutes oh, wow. for, for the record. And maybe we just used just the beginning or the end right. of it or, you know. Yeah. So. That's great. Yeah. I love it. Hey, well, here, let's, let's hear a little bit. Okay, so um, I, I, we kind of jumped right into talking about this record, and I, I, and I like that. That was good, but <laughs> but um, it's got to happen, right? Uh, it had to happen at some point. But I always like to get to know you know the folks that I'm talking to a little bit here. And sure. we talked we talked about the other guys in the group. But what about you? Were you so are you, you're from LA, or is that or are you or you've got family here because you're in town right now, right? Yeah, so, I grew up in North Hollywood. Oh, very cool. Before it was an arts district, right? <laughs> um, then we had some cool coffee shops. But yeah, uh, I grew up in the valley here. Cool. And um, grew up playing playing drums. Probably mm-hmm. started playing drums, you know, when I was about uh, fourteen years old. After having played like piano and sax right. a little bit, so cool. so I'd always played. And uh, yeah, you know, I was just someone who always loved all kinds of music. I mean, I I remember when I was like sixteen, I had a tape, and on one side it was Steely Dan, and okay. on the other side it was Black Flag. <laughs> and like, I loved that tape, man. Yeah. I, and I saw no problem with that you know yeah, so i was in yeah. lots of like punk bands and stuff but i was also in quote-unquote jazz bands cool. our attempt um and you know now there's a great scene happening mm-hmm. in la when i was a kid there wasn't as great of a jazz scene sure um in fact the i, I went down to alvarado and got a fake id not to get <laughs> drinks or anything but just yeah. so i could go to catalina bar and grill yeah. and see mccoy tyner when i was 18 That's you great. know i wasn't yeah. even that young i was just like i just want to see jazz yeah. anywhere <laughs> um but but yeah and That's then uh, i ended up going to uh, uc berkeley and oh, i cool. stayed up in the bay area where um i started playing a little bit more actively and kind of like what was called acid jazz right, at right, the time right, right. which was really just like funk yeah. type thing yeah and uh 
Were you good? Did you go up to Berkeley for uh, music, or were you studying something else? No, I studied a uh, philosophy. Oh, very cool. Um, and creative writing, but yeah. I did play as part of the UC Jazz Ensemble. Okay. And there, got to play with um, some kind of get mentored by some great musicians but uh john jang was sure. a uh director of uc jazz and mm-hmm. uh played with daryl Anger a little bit and nice. you know so so yeah you know the bay area they also had yoshi's mm-hmm. uh, which is a very famous club yeah. up there and so i was just kind of in heaven coming right. up there and just so many great bands coming through nice that's great yeah. so um so that was uh so you so you moved up there for school and then uh you've just been there ever since huh is that the is that the case or i've you, been there you... ever since yeah nice. and i got nothing against la i love no. la and i think it's actually got a great it's just getting better and better for right. the arts and for music i mean it's always got a great music mm-hmm. scene but there's a great resurgence of kind of more of a jazz thing sure. happening Um, as well as it really getting connected to the hip hop scene, which I just think is like so important for jazz to take its kind of rightful place as a major influence in what's now the popular music. Sure. Sure. I totally, I totally hear that. I'm, I'm with you. (laughs) Yeah. So I think that's great. Well, cool. Yeah. Right on, man. So, um, Let's see. So you're up in San Francisco. You're done with school. You're in San Francisco Bay. I keep saying that. That's okay. Like, I live in the just, East Bay, but right? which is yeah. you know the other like, side of the A's and uh, and uh, and. But it's okay. And Raiders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so let's get let's let's tack back towards the album here. Yeah. So so um, we were talking about how uh, I wanted to know about the process because. Um, there are sometimes these very like definitive chord ideas and as a harmonic player myself, you know, sure. it's like I recognize those and go like, ooh, you know? <laughs> Something you could grab onto. Yeah. yeah. And then but then other times I really love um it's 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 like raw uh uh visceral I used earlier, but that's because it's in my notes, so I'm going to probably... That's act, okay. Act. I like that word. And ensemble. That's why I've said that now three times. It's, <laughs> if, it's, if it's in the notes, it gets repeated ad nauseum. Um <laughs> That said, but it's got this great like uh, free like energy to it, and and I just love that. Um, and so the two that I had uh, uh, put down here that that I thought really reflected that nicely were escape velocity and entrance. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 either of those, you know, uh, jump out at you. And any good stories about those? Yeah, I mean, um, escape velocity was was one where we did have a little bit of more instruction, which was mm, like okay. let's just do a free blow, kind of like a higher energy thing i mean i think that you know i think energy is a really great word for sure for it you know and it's like i really kind of like the albert eiler like mm-hmm. uh energy music sure you know thinking of free jazz as energy music because it really has to do with your approach where in a way when you're just like blowing free you're really just working with the energy and what's striking you at the time you know and letting it kind of channel through you and flow through you because suddenly you don't have to worry about these harmonic or rhythmic rules Mm -hmm. as much you know and and so i think that's it's not for everybody but it is something that like i think all musicians experience in that like flow moment like maybe it's taking a solo within a structure where you you stop thinking about the form and you're just kind of able to Mm -hmm. you know or these great players who can transcend the form like bird or coltrane or someone who can appear really free within a really uh, confined okay. form sure, and that's sure. what makes us musicians people be like wow yeah, yeah but yeah. 
it's it's that push and pull. Yeah. You know. So I think with um, Escape Velocity is a good example of just really like a more free kind of blow thing, which starts with Eli, I believe, and he really set the tone. Mm-hmm. Entrance, um, which you can stream on the Bandcamp because that's one of the. Uh, um, it uh, you know I put it first on the record and and we call it that because I think Entrance is really a nice little sample of part of aspects of our style where it starts a little more rhythmic and grooving it ends a little bit more free it involves a lot of effects play Mm -hmm. but also just an acoustic kind of you know blow session so i feel like it's a good you know sampling of a lot of our our style an overture if you will yeah uh uh all right cool well since people can stream that on your band camp let's let's not play that one right now but let's play us a little a little bit of escape velocity here How about that? <laughs> so um, before we got into that, you mentioned a little bit about um, using some electronics and some effects on things. Now, um, I couldn't tell on I, – I, I didn't write down what track it was because I'm super responsible and organized like that um, – but I heard some some what I thought were uh, uh, I couldn't tell if it were like saxophone effects or if it was some multiphonic overtone thing that I just don't understand because I don't play a wind <laughs> instrument. Um, so can we can we can we delve into that fray a little bit about the FX? Sure. <laughs> such. <laughs> sure. Um, well, I mean, I think I mean I think part of using the effects is a little bit what makes our sound a little bit unique or different from let's say like free jazz of the 60s or mm-hmm. other mm-hmm. free forms of music so sure. it makes it a little bit more contemporary um but i think that you know definitely that inability to tell what's effects and what's not is intentional right. especially with the sax because nick's great at you know it's some more like extended technique stuff yeah. and and doing that i think you know like we're all definitely huge fans and hugely inspired by the Electric Miles mm-hmm. era of stuff, which is really it seems this very polarizing thing. Right, right, um, right. Though today in 2016, it actually seems pretty hip. Um, I remember when it was not. Right. Uh, I was. I my favorite is on the corner personally. Oh, yeah. I just think it's so funky and weird and kind of like okay, don't do anything the way you usually <laughs> do. Like don't hit the snare on the two and four. Right, don't right, 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 you right. know? Um, but in those records, you know, the effects. I really think something that was overlooked at the time was that the the effects were really used like for textures mm-hmm. and to add to a lot of 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 the effect of it. It's not just, 
oh, hey, let's just do this because the rock and roll bands sure. are adding it. So um, I really do think a lot of that music, a lot of like what Herbie was doing at the time, like maybe with like kind of pre-Headhunters, like Moen right. Dishi and right. stuff. The effects are like this way of extending the overall acoustic environment. Right. Um, you know, what's interesting for us, this record, what was important was that like everything was performed live and kind of like in the moment mm -hmm. so in this weird way it's not anti-technology but it's very like organic perform in the moment on in that way right but then on the other side the effects are kind of messing around with your expectations of what acoustic music is or isn't and and also just what your focus is i think sure. the effects can really like blow your focus out to be more oh the texture or the interaction of the effects. Me as a drummer, like I'm hugely inspired by delay mm -hmm. and the way the effect changes the time right. signature and the kind of accents sure. of the time through so, it. So that actually, um, I have another, this is the cool. same page here. Uh, uh, so there's a bunch of the feedback loops that I kept hearing on the tune Solar Winds. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, 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 any, any, we got anything about that? Anything I should know before we sure. play this clip? Yes, you can want to put <laughs> suntan lotion on because okay. like the, the rays could be damaging. Right. Um, I love Solar Winds. To me, Solar Winds represents sort of the further end of like really the more electronic-y abstract end. But it's very rhythmic. Right. To me, Solar Winds is like even pushing us a little bit more into, dare I say, like kraut rock okay. or kind of like that more droney, repetitive right. Uh, kind of stuff that's, you know, maybe even inspired by some like minimalism mm -hmm. or stuff, you know, where it's really about all the textures meeting each other. It, and those in some way become the quote unquote like harmonic center, you know, okay. or rhythmic center. That's what we're playing with. Cool. Well, let's hear it. <laughs> Um, the last thing I wanted to talk to you about here about this record um, was was specifically like a drum question, uh, 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 being that that is that is your chair in the, mm -hmm. in the ensemble. See, there's that word again. Oh, hey. Damn it. Uh, <laughs> so so. Um, and I think that this also goes towards the uh, the 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 delay thing we were just talking about. Um, in 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 the tune first steps, I noticed that there's kind of this. Uh, push and pull tempo wise between you and the and the keyboard uh at a at a point and I, my question for you just from specifically like you know drum chair point of view is wh when playing in like this sort of uh freer ensemble oh, damn it uh, <laughs> um 
when do you decide to go with the the keyboard player? When do you decide to create that push pull? Like, so what are the things that you're listening for, and then and and you're playing off of from a drummer's point of view that 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 cue you to say like, okay, we're going to make this uh, feedback pulse or this delay pulse our new quarter note or whatever, and or I'm going to keep that original uh, quarter note and let it pull against like what what how are you making that decision i think i mean it's it's of course really hard to to talk about kind of what inspires you in the moment but i think a lot of it is me trying to kind of open myself to the full um spectrum of of sounds of rhythms of accents and try to just grab onto what I find interesting in the moment. And then once I've found, and what could be interesting could be this idea of breaking it all apart or it could be grabbing onto it. And then to try to work that idea until like I'm no longer excited or inspired by it. And then, you know, part of the reason I called this first steps is because in the beginning, it's much more, pushy pulley and it almost reminded me of like when you see like a a baby deer's born and it's like just getting up and it's finally kind of walking but then suddenly it's really walking but i mean i think you know there's there's implied pulse Mm -hmm. just as there's implied key right you know as we all know you can imply certain centers whether they be tonal or rhythmic or textural without playing them and i think that a lot of with the drums, what you realize is that as long as you keep the pulse, you can change the accents around the pulse and mm-hmm. you can give this illusion of freeness, but there's a steady pulse. So sure. if you listen to this tune, there is a steady pulse. Like the the idea of push and pull only makes sense if there's a center that's you're being pushed right. and pulled from. So um, I think, you know, what inspires me and kind of what causes this, what I'm trying to do is like, I'm trying to kind of show people that there are those possibilities there by moving through different levels of accent or different pushing and pull because it's all about that contrast. Right. So you got to come back to it to show people that you even pushed or pulled. Right. So to me, it's a very like multi-perspective. I mean, you know, like I don't, it's almost like a modal approach to rhythm in a sense mm. where you're mm. kind of, you're keeping certain things. You're starting at different points, but you're able to almost cycle through all the available accents, but still keep a central mm. anchor there. You know? Interesting. Yeah. Well, well, great. Let's, well, let's hear that one. Great. So those are the ones that uh, that really stood out to me that I wanted to talk to you about. Um, it's a great record, man. You guys did a Thank beautiful you. job, and I I really I really enjoyed it. Um, I uh, yeah I I it was great. 
I appreciate you being here, and I appreciate you talking Thank to you. us. And uh, 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 hopefully, we'll uh, we'll get you uh, down here again soon, and you'll you'll be playing playing some 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 shows with this. Yeah, with this we're trio. definitely trying to do some shows in the new year. Perfect, um, and definitely want to do some in L.A. and the Bay. Mm-hmm. I did also want to shout out um, Santo Recording, who, okay. which is the uh, recording studio beautiful in Oakland that we did this at because I think they did a really great job and. Um, you know, another thing that was important for us was really having this recording, like I said, feel like you're all in the same room right. and you're really watching this band creating the moment. And I right. thought they did a great job because it can be hard to capture this music. Sure, you sure. Know? So, but otherwise, yeah, it's been my pleasure. And we're just like super stoked to have this come out on Orenda and a great label yeah. and be surrounded by all these great artists and enthusiasm for this kind of music that yeah. is really, you know, not mainstream music. But yeah. I've noticed, you know, I come from a lot of rock bands and stuff before right. this, and the the community for this music is just so awesome and everyone really wants to support each other because we're kind of like in this little life raft <laughs> in this huge sea, right. you know? And so right. it's really great for us to kind of extend our family to yeah, uh, the Arenda folks. So. Well, I love it. I love it. This is great. Yeah. Thanks cool. for being here. Yeah, thank you, man. <laughs> Right, there it was. Aaron and I John it up. He uh, he really I really learned a lot as I said in the beginning. I feel like I learned a lot about um, their approach sort of this this new uh, 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 foray for for render records into the the Bay Area creative music scene. Um, I'm I, I'm very excited to see uh, uh, what they do next, what the, what what else is coming out of the Bay Area that I don't know anything about. Uh, I'm just excited. I learned a lot. I felt a lot of emotions. I, I laughed. <laughs> I cried. Um, we edited out the crying. We did, right, Dan? Perfect. Um, anyway, please uh, subscribe to the podcast. Go on to renderrecords.com. Leave comments. Um, tell me what a terrible job I do at this. As long as you're telling us something, it's good for the podcast. So, you know, do it. Also, don't forget don't, don't forget about those subscriptions. It's gonna be uh, quite the year upcoming, and you don't want to miss out on this. All right, I'll see you guys in 2017. Later. Did we figure out a sign-off thing?